Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Thank you for tuning into Creative Biolabs podcast. At the end of the last program, we talked about using microarrays to analyze global gene expression profiles of multiple cell types. We learned that microarray is an essential technique for microRNA research and the study of genetic information. A variety of probes are used in microarrays, like messenger RNAs probes, complementary DNA probes and microRNAs probes. Each has its own advantages and is suitable for different conditions. Today, David will tell us more about research on probes and the achievement of using microRNAs in cancer treatment. David, thanks for joining us today. Where would you like to begin? Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. We can start from the first use of radio labels to describe dot blot arrays. Since then, several labeling techniques have been described. And the direct labeling of microRNAs can be done chemically or enzymatically. There are two different marking strategies. We can label microRNAs before hybridizing to the array. The microRNA can also be labeled after hybridization to the array. Can you elaborate more on these two marking methods? Sure. The kit for labeling microRNAs before hybridization to the array relies on polyadenylic acid polymerase. The adenosine is modified by adding an amine and is then treated with reactive fluorescent dyes. The universal linkage system labeling method has also been used to label microRNAs. This is based on the ability to directly label guanine nucleotides. It does not have any size discrimination and does not require enzymes. Marking microRNA after hybridization with the array is mainly based on the clenoenzyme detection of the RNA primer array and marking the microRNA after hybridization. One of the main advantages of this enzyme is that it does not require sample RNA manipulation before hybridization. In addition, a capture probe capable of distinguishing LNA-modified microRNA family members is also designed and is used for expression profiling analysis. Are there any difficulties in preparing RNA probes? Yes, there are. But I think the most difficult challenge is the requirement for a large number of starting materials. A large amount of total RNA is generously required for each hybridization to prepare microRNA probes. This severely limits the use of microarrays to describe the expression of microRNA genes in small samples of human tissues. For example, microRNA gene expression obtained by core needle or fine needle aspiration biopsy. Right. I think the amount of starting materials can be a limitation to a lot of techniques in molecular biology. But is there any way to overcome this problem? Like do you think PCR can somehow be used to amplify the DNA? You are right. Some scientists have developed a polymerase chain reaction-based amplification method, leading to the linear amplification of microRNAs. 
The gene expression of microRNAs in small biopsy tissues can be analyzed. In this process, the purified miRNAs are polyadenylated with Escherichia coli polyadenylic acid polymerase. RNA is initiated with a 5N oligonucleotide with a T7 RNA polymerase promoter sequence. Reverse transcriptase is used in the complementary DNA synthesis process. This allows the addition of a small number of additional nucleotides to the three end of the complementary DNA, mainly deoxycytidine. The polymerase promoter sequence is used to primer the first strand complementary DNA, carrying GGG at the three end to generate double-stranded complementary DNA. This method is expected to produce a large number of microRNAs, starting from a few nanograms of microRNA. That's smart. What are the advantages of the resulting double-stranded DNA? So the resulting double-stranded DNA can be amplified by polymerase chain reaction for the number of cycles required, or it can be transcribed in vitro using T7 RNA polymerase. But we always have to talk about pros and cons in pairs. We know the advantages, what about the disadvantages? Do you think this method can cause errors due to the increased number of repetitions? Yeah, that's a reasonable concern. Some scientists actually designed experiments and hybridized the probe to a spot containing 160 human microRNA sequences. They obtained reproducible results between different samples. And there was no sign of deviation due to the amplification step. So that's the good news. In addition, the fluorescently labeled polymerase chain reaction product is hybridized with the glass slide. The specially designed microRNA-specific probes were arranged on the glass slides, and the results were good as well. So the microarray technology has no problem for qualitatively and quantitatively studying the expression of microRNAs in a small number of cells. I have heard about the theory that associates several microRNAs with cancer. I just wonder if you have heard about it and what's your thought on that? Yes. There is a lot of controversies associating several microRNAs with cancer. It is speculated that the abnormal expression of microRNA may also contribute to the production or maintenance of cancer stem cells, which are a type of tumor-initiating cells. One of the controversies is the discovery that more than half of the mapped microRNA genes are located in vulnerable parts and genomic regions associated with cancer. Fragile sites are preferential sites for translation, deletion, and amplification that are frequently changed in cancer. So let's trace back a little, where was the abnormal expression of microRNAs found to be related to cancer cells in the first place? It was initially found that microRNA15 and microRNA16 are missing or underexpressed in most patients with chronic lymphocytic leukemia. This is the first evidence that microRNA15 and microRNA16 are directly involved in cancer. Later, it was further discovered that similar conditions exist in many cancers. There is a reduction in microRNAs also in other tumors. The accumulation of specific microRNAs in lung cancer, colon cancer, human breast cancer and prostate cancer is further reduced. And it's not just the reduction of microRNAs. Accumulation of specific microRNAs was also observed in tumors. In some lymphomas, microRNAs are overexpressed, indicating that this microRNA cluster is the first non-coding oncogene. Another example of microRNA oncogenes 
overexpressed in brain tumors, is the anti-apoptotic factor MIR-21. I'm a bit confused. So do microRNAs promote or inhibit tumor development? It really depends on the genes regulated by microRNAs. MicroRNAs may act as oncogenes or tumor suppressors, meaning they may either promote or inhibit tumor development. MicroRNA functions are lost due to mutations, deletions, promoter methylation, or defects in processing. This may lead to abnormal expression of target oncogenes and the formation of tumors. In addition, the amplification or overexpression of microRNAs downregulates tumor suppressor genes or other important genes related to differentiation. Therefore, they may also promote tumor formation by stimulating proliferation, angiogenesis, and invasion. For example, the amplification of oncogenic microRNA, MIRNA17-92 cluster, MIRNA21 and MIRNA155, is related to the occurrence and development of tumors. Wow, why is the effect of microRNAs on tumors so complicated? Yeah, it has to do with an important discovery in the microRNA profile of cancer. Compared with normal cells, the expression of specific microRNAs in tumors has changed. Another reason is that microRNAs show different characteristics in specific cancer forms. And microRNA expression profile can successfully classify poorly differentiated tumors that are not accurately classified using messenger RNA profile. Why is microRNAs better than messenger RNAs in cancer diagnostics? Because microRNAs are more directly related to gene function than messenger RNAs. This is because they do not have to be translated into protein to produce biological effects. In addition, compared with proteins, microRNAs may provide higher diagnostic sensitivity. Because they can be detected using quantitative amplification methods, such as real-time polymerase chain reaction. Thanks, David, for bringing us this interesting discussion. Thanks everyone for listening. We will continue our episode on microRNA next week. That's it for today. See you next time.